for going to work with us again, man, because you dropped some knowledge last time and your your approach to this is something that's really needed in our community. So, yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. And then, you know, this stuff that that I'm doing here, man, it's uh, a lot a lot of times it goes <laughs> against the grain of a lot of different things that that we've been taught and the way that we've been taught to do it, you know, so. I will say, you know, even the conversation that we have tonight, uh, if people are are more tuned into the, um, the the common narratives of how we have to do these things, uh, then you know, I'm, there's I'm probably going to end up pissing some people off, you know. Uh, but, but but this is the thing, man, and and this is the way that I I, I look at this. You know, I'm I'm almost sixty years old. So okay. I've been around, been around for a while, okay? And I have heard the same narrative from the conscious community, from the religious community, from all this, when it comes to the liberation of the African diaspora, you know? The same narrative for, man, uh, 40 years, okay? Now, my question is this. If we if if we want something to change, or well, let me go back to this. The definition of insanity is to do the same thing that you've done, the same thing that you did yesterday, you do the same thing tomorrow and expect different results. Okay. So for for seven, for 40 years, man, we've been doing the same things. We we basically think the same way. And we kick people. If there's anybody that brings any kind of a different narrative, we will separate them. We will, uh, you know, dissect them. We'll kick them out, you know, call them not black, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And and my question is, if it's if you're doing the same thing, how are you going to expect different results? So we need some new voices. We need some new ways, new ways of doing this. And, and that's been my approach. So from the comedic perspective, brother, it's not, it, it's, it's more about understanding life from a higher level of knowledge and a higher level of and perspective of knowledge, more from understanding the metaphysics of how our world works so that we can make changes in our world. Okay. So, so. Whoa, not, whoa, Reggie, 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 you going deep Reggie. already, bro. <laughs> <laughs> your code keepers as you see he is uh ready for the business so we have the good brother reginald from comedic centered living back on the get on code show tonight we're dealing with the concept that praying and knowledge is not enough to end white supremacy it's not enough and as he said we've been doing the same thing for generations he has a new plan he actually refers back to something we created and then all right welcome to get on code the fly guy show which is a series of melanated conversations focused on empowerment health wealth knowledge yourself people think in binary choices because they are conditioned to and on the wall was a picture of a wolf and a lion I think the wolf was the Democratic Party, the lion was the Republicans. But the drug trade and all these illegal stuff that uh, people do, that's still economics. It's just that they couldn't do it in a traditional system. We're talking about melanated wealth, 
So we can build well, but we just, for some reason, don't seem to be able to transfer it. You had a great experience. Fine. That means nothing. What were you told as a child about education? You had to be how many times better? Every impression without an expression becomes depression. All right, Code Keepers, we're back. Brother Reginald was just getting started. Hey, brother, I'm just going to step back into the background and let you do what you do, man. So let's take it from where you were just talking, man. So you were just stating that we've done the same thing for generations. What have we done for generations and why do you think it has not been impactful or as effective as it could have been? Okay, okay. And and let me let me start. I, I I need to set some groundwork for where I'm coming from. Okay, so when I'm when I'm talking about kinetic comedic knowledge and and the and the approach that I that I am using and the approach that I am teaching and that works very well. It is very powerful and empowering. But the the this is this is the idea that we that we and most people don't understand is that we are literally creators of our reality. Okay, when we when it is said that we are made in the image of God, most people take that as a physical image that we we are supposed to look like God. But, you know, the God that we were given doesn't look like us, you know, but that's not the image, you know, and the, the, the deeper the deeper thing is, is that we are given and when we're talking about the made in the image of God, that we have the ability to create on our level of existence, just as God does. That, that that's some powerful stuff there okay understand number two the number two principle so this is these are principles that i'm talking about here that that i live by and that i teach is that all is a reflection of us from within us okay anything outside of us okay you can call it the matrix you can call it the illusion you can call it whatever it is all of that comes from within us it is, it is designed to show us who we are being, okay? So we, we think of, and, and we've heard our ancestors say that, um, or, or, and, and in many different traditions, we've heard it said that life is an illusion, that, that, this is, that, that the reality that we have is an illusion. And most people, that is very difficult to grasp because it's like when you're saying it's not an illusion, what you mean, man? I can I can touch it, you know, I can feel it, I can feel the heat of the sun on my face, I can, you know, all of this stuff is, you know, what are you talking about? It's an illusion. This is real. Okay. And this is what I want to say. I want to redefine that idea and, and redefine it from the way our African ancestors looked at it. Okay. Life is an illusion, but the illusion is that we have no power over it, okay? I'll say that again. The illusion is that we have no power over our reality, okay? Because we literally construct it and we construct it from our belief systems, okay? The other thing that we have to understand, and this is the third principle that, that, that's uh, relevant to this conversation that we're having tonight, is that you cannot you cannot unite around negative or negative energy okay you cannot unite around negative energy okay 
And that's what I was talking about, understanding the 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 netter set in 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 this uh in this uh what they will somebody might call the Egyptian pantheon. But it's not a god. I I I hope I'm you know, I I I really have to talk to the audience and let them understand that these principles, these what they call gods, are actually aspects and and uh aspects of nature. Okay. They are functions of nature. And when we think of these what they call gods we have to think more in terms of how these ideas function and not their personas personalities and the things that are happening in the story because when when you get to get to these stories and these myths and mythologies that's what they're explaining to us on a deeper level most people get stuck in the story and the mythology and think that that's the message but it's not Okay, we got to go underneath that, and we got to understand it from an esoteric perspective. So, so I want to want to recap here and say: one, we create our reality. We are some powerful mofo's. Okay, plain and simple, but we don't know it. We've been taught something different. And and as a Christian, I was taught that I needed to wait on Jesus, or I was nothing without Jesus, all that kind of stuff. But we're powerful. Okay. Number two is that all that it was is within us is a reflection. Uh, all that is outside of us is a reflection from within us. And three, we cannot unite around negative energy. By universal law, it'll never happen. So as long as we're fighting something, fighting racism, fighting whatever, if that's the, if that's the focus, that's going to be focused around something negative. And until we can find a positive... Uh, a, a positive goal to you to really move towards as a whole, we cannot unite. It, it will not happen. That's by universal law. Okay, so that, so that's what I that's that's the avenue and and that's where I'm where I'm coming from about what the sacred said. It's just it we've been talking the same stuff and and I've heard it since I was young. The same stuff now. We've been talking, talking it for 40, 50 years, and we have had no movement within our communities. And understand when I'm saying movement within our communities, I'm not talking about the ability to go sit next to somebody and sit next to, uh, you know, nice white people in a counter. Now, I'm, I'm not racist. I, I, I just speak it like it is, okay? Because mm -hmm. we've really, we've, we've measured our progress by the ability to go and sit in, in other and in white restaurants rather than building our own, you know? Now, and don't get me wrong, I, I know that there's a few few here and there, but in a black <laughs> community, anywhere around the world, our communities are not economically self-sustainable. Are there exceptions? Yes. But as a rule, they're not economically self-sustaining. That is a problem. Hmm. And until we address that, we will not move the needle to any type of liberation. And there's a lot of other stuff that I could get into, man, around that. But but it but it comes down to we got to look at this a little bit differently in a different way. And that's what I'm wanted to address here tonight. Oh, and I'm loving it. So, Code Keepers, tonight, prayer and knowledge is not enough to end white supremacy. What we've been doing in the past, based on what Reginald's saying is not enough and white supremacy. So I, I want to dive in a little deeper. I want folks to get upset with you, man. 
I want people to get mad with you, yeah, Reggie. Bro, I, uh, I'm used to it, brother. It, 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 I, I shake everybody's cage, so it's, it's, I'm good with it. <laughs> all right, so what are some of the beliefs, some of the approaches? Uh, are you talking about the civil rights movement? Are you talking about the prayer in movements? Um, no. What specific things have we been doing over and over and over and over and over that really haven't moved the needle? Yeah, so so one of the things, and and I want you to again to think about this from a from a just from another perspective, okay, and and look at it another way. During during segregation, and 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 I'm not condoning going back to that or, or whatever, but 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 during segregation, we were we were uh, as a people more economically viable than we are now. Okay, we had self-sustaining economic communities because we had to. Okay. We had our own hotels, we had our own doctor's offices, we had our own cleaners, we had our own banks, we had all this stuff. Now, granted, racist white people came in, tore down a lot of this stuff, okay? And 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 I get that, I get that. But what we ended up doing during the civil rights movement is that we fought to sit next to white people in the lunch counters, okay? Rather than really becoming bean counters. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I mean, we needed to be counting. We needed to be uh, talking about ways that we could build businesses in our communities that kept that money circulating in our communities. Because if you got a business owned by a black, by a black person that is being uh, uh, attended to by other black people, it produces wealth for that person. That person can hire other people in the community. So like, it just, it just, creates a cycle that can feed on each other. And if you notice in any other communities, other communities other than black people, that's essentially what happens. Okay. Now let's look at the idea of uh, praying to praying to Jesus. You know, and again, I, I know this is going to be this is going to, you know, again, tick some people off, but understand the idea of prayer, the way that we were taught it in church is not the way our ancestors taught it because it goes into the idea of we have the ability to create our, create our reality. We've been praying to Jesus to come and save people, to come and save us, or at the very least, just change the heart of these racist white people is, is what we're doing, okay? Or I've been talking about doing. And we get mad because white people are not changing their hearts because ultimately deep down what we truly believe when we get angry, it is that if a white person's attitude doesn't change, my life won't change. Life is still going to be the same unless they can change their attitude and let us in or let us have something. My life won't change. Now, I want uh, to me, it is absolutely crazy to think that I have all these things working in my favor. I got all the privilege. I got all the economic uh, might. I got all, all of this stuff working in my favor. And I want to give that up. Who, what, what, we, that's what we're expecting from people who have everything working in their favor. So to me, it's more about us figuring out what we need to do in our communities to circle the wagon, so to speak, create economic, create an, an economic foundation in other ways. And we got to be creative about doing it, you know? 
But the bottom line is, is we got to understand that once we put our minds to it, it can happen. But as long as we feel like we're helpless and we need to wait on Jesus or we need to keep spreading knowledge, because I, I know plenty of people that got plenty of knowledge, okay, about a lot of different things, real estate investors, uh, cryptocurrency investing, all of this, but they never move off, move to do anything because deep down they don't even believe it's possible. They don't believe that they can get it done. We got to address that. So mm. for me, what to the comedic, to the uh, comedic paradigm addresses all of these things and helping us to really build ourselves from within before we can build anything outside of ourselves. So, brother, I'm taking all of this in. I'm taking all of this in. Did we focus more on getting along with others than we focused on our empowerment? Can I? Can oh, I, I, I can, Absolutely. And and there's a lot of there's a, a segment of people that believe really when King got assassinated, he realized the mistake he made and he started to focus on the economic stuff. And then that's when he was when he was taken out, you know, right. because right. He, he started talking about an economic agenda and stuff like that. So basically, we, we did start focusing on really being liked is, is what I what I would say is that we started focusing. We wanted we wanted. Uh, we wanted others to say, hey, black people, y'all okay, come on in and sit down with us, man. Let me break some bread with you, you know, eat a little bit of the soup and, and let's let's just talk about some things, you know. Once we once we started to focusing on going to the lunch counters and sitting in with them, guess what happened to all the restaurants in our communities? Down. Went down. Went down. Yeah. Okay? It was as if white people's ice was colder than the ice in our own communities. <laughs> no, and 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 again, I want to understand. I'm, I'm not. I'm not meaning to be racist. That's that's not what my intention is. I just want to call call a spade a spade. Is as as a people, we got so caught up in trying to integrate that we did not we did not consider the ramifications of not building an economic base, because even today. We are ignored by two parties in the United States, the Democrats and the Republicans, which is the only two major viable parties that really get elected. You know, right, the, the Democrats right. only come to come to us right around the time they need need something, and then they but they know we're going to vote for them eighty to ninety percent of the time. Black people are going to vote Democratic. Okay. So that means that they don't have to do anything because they know that they're going to get our vote anyway. Right, right, right. Republicans know we don't care about Republicans. Or they, they know that we don't, that Republicans, especially today, do not have our interests, our best interests at heart. So they don't need to do anything for us. So it's like we're, we're sitting here and, and we don't have the, the economic might to move the needle. Well, I won't say we don't have the economic might. Yeah. We have. But there's just so many of these things, man, it's just over the years. And, and, and I've seen it over the last 40, 50 years, man. It's been the same thing over and over and over. And nothing gets changed. So, but you have the change. What's that now? You, you have the change, right? 
So th this is my idea for the people who really, really want to do something and go a different way. Absolutely positively, because I'm I'm going back to what our ancestors taught before it became Christianity, because understand Christianity uh, is from the roots of it is from the comedic system, but it was changed and twisted. But the but again, going back to the, the my principle number one is that we are literally creators of our reality. And, and I can say this with 100 percent certainty in my life, the things that I've been able to do, you know, the things that people that I have taught these principles to have been able to do. We literally create it and we can change it when we have a focused, positive goal that we want to accomplish. Okay. As long as we're fighting something, we cannot unite, you know, and we don't need every black person to get on board. We just need enough because positive energy is always more powerful than negative energy because it is unifying and it can grow exponentially. Okay. So just by law, positive energy is going to be a lot more powerful than negative energy all the time. That's by law. And I'm saying universal law. Okay. 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 And, and so you're actually saying some things that Neely Fuller, that Marcus Garvey, that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, um, uh, you know, um, Noble Drew Ali, you know, what you're saying has been stated eloquently by some of our thought leaders in the past, mm -hmm. but it mm -hmm. really hasn't been executed as well as well, I don't I see it. The challenge I have is, you know, when we looked at, you know, a lot of people are, you know, are raising the consciousness on what happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma with Black mm -hmm. Wall Street. But there were Black mm -hmm. Wall Streets all over the United States. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. in 1906, the same thing happened in Atlanta, Georgia. You know, mm -hmm. um, they had the Red Summer, and I can't think of what year that was, but the Red Summer is when there was a lot of anti-black terrorism by white supremacists that mm -hmm. destroyed cities and destroyed generational wealth and destroyed some of the other things that happened. So, I mean, I can pull up a uh, image that has a lot of them, and I'll, I'll pull that up later on in the broadcast. So it seems to me that since our thought leaders and our prophets have shared this information before and small amounts of us have prospered with it and then felt some backlash from white supremacy. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if we stopped listening. Did we stop listening? Because when we talk I'm about black leaders, if we ever heard it, when we're, and I'm talking about a, the, the mass majority of people, if we've ever heard it, you know, that that's that's really what I what I wonder, uh, and and well, actually, I don't wonder. I, I know that we don't, and and a lot of that, the stuff that has happened in the past has induced a lot of fear within us, you know, uh, and and this is the other thing from uh, yeah, I, I see that brother, and and that, and and it's and it's wild, you know, uh, the a lot of that that has happened in the past does produce fear within us. You know, but this is another another comedic perspective to understand why we're even here and why we're even incarnated on this earth. Is that as souls having a human experience, and that's what we are. We we are souls having a human experience. Okay, we incarnated here for a reason, 
And that reason is to gain wisdom. Okay. And wisdom is the inner contemplation of knowledge. Okay. It, it's not just, just not knowledge. It's something that we end up, we, we learn it and then we can make it our own to, to create our lives in a way that we want, in a way that we desire. Okay. So when, but, but wisdom only come and, and I, I won't say it only comes, but, but most of the time we have our greatest growth during our most difficult times uh, during the most difficult times in our life okay so souls learn through opposites and if we can understand from the from our the perspective of our african ancestors we as souls learn through our most difficult times so when we're dealing with the difficult times is is it's about us figuring out how we can overcome that when we do, that's when we grow. Racism is one of these things that as black people, we incarnated here because our our uh, the, the game that we are playing is how do we overcome not loving ourselves when we look in the mirror? How do we overcome being uh, treated as second class citizens? How do we overcome these things? Okay. Rather than trying to integrate how do we fix our own communities? Okay, so so that's one of the things that 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 I'm looking at is like how do we how do we fix that? And on some some ex, uh, perspective, yes, we have to focus on us, and that that does not mean at the expense of anybody else, but we focus on others at the expense of ourselves. You know? It, yeah. Hey, Stephen, want to say, brother, we love you. Thank you for tapping in with your comment. Um, yeah, one of the things that I think has happened is what you just described is we decided to focus on everybody, to focus on ourselves, hoping that we would get something if we focused on everybody. So that's yeah. why we have this big interest now in intersectionality. And yeah. when we, when I look at what's happened with the, you know, the, uh, the, the womanist movement, the feminist movement, the uh, LGBTQIA movement, all the other movements that are, you know, so-called happening in mm -hmm. our states here, um, and people that are so focused on intersectionality, hey, we all got to come together. We all, you know, we're all facing some level of depravity. We all face some level of horror. We all are facing some level of challenge, and we just need to come together mm -hmm. and... Whenever that happens, others get their tangibles and we don't. Right, right, right. No, and, and, and I think that that, and, and I'm, I'm in agreement with you, most, most definitely. And, and this is the thing, is that, is, and, and because we focus on ourselves, that doesn't mean that it's gonna be at the expense of, any, of someone else. Because right. what we can end up doing is if if we grow ourselves and grow our communities, then we end up growing a, a we end up growing the pie, so to speak, you know, because there there's more economic prosperity, there's more there's more to go around when we are able to develop things in our communities. Now that doesn't mean that we don't that that we focus on ourselves and we get to be where we exclusionary because again that becomes something that uh, promotes negative low vibrational energy. So the, the thing that most people, this is, this is another thing that's going to be a little bit different. Unity will not come by us 
embracing what everybody looks like. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Unity okay. will not come by embracing what all of us look like. No. All right. Okay, give me a little more clarity, brother. A little more clarity. Okay, I, I, was going, I was going to. Going to. So when we're talking about unity, we're, we have to think in terms of at a higher level and we have to think in terms of energy. Okay. Positive energy is unifying. Okay. And I, and I stated that earlier. We have to set positive goals that we want. Okay that we want to accomplish in our lives. We got to do that first individually. We got to understand what that is and, and, and what we want. When enough people get on the same page, that whatever that goal is can happen, okay? But that doesn't necessarily have to be that everybody has to look like us, okay? So, so it seems contradictory, but when you, when you understand it from the idea of, of pause or or from an energetic idea it is the vibration that we unify with and not necessarily the race okay but us as a people we are more in proximity with people that look like us it's just the way the things have have worked out in our communities in our world but once we can unify our unify on what we want to accomplish, then we're going to meet other races and other people who are trying to accomplish the same thing. And then you can unify under that idea and that umbrella. It comes from a selfish perspective. Understand that it comes from you selfishly wanting to make your life better, make your community better. But then as you unify around the positive stuff, then you're going to unify around, you're going to have other pockets of people, whether it be LGBTQ or um, other whites that, that might be allies, you know, other countries that might be, whatever it might be, you're going to end up unifying and coming together on something that you positively want and not necessarily trying to stop the negative stuff. Okay. Okay. Now I get it. It's kind of like, if I go to the gym to work on my physical, uh, my physical fitness, while I'm working on my physical fitness, I'm going to surround myself just by going to the gym with others who are working on their physical fitness. And even though we may be different cultured, we might be different stratus, we might be different economic situations, we may have different belief systems. We're all working to our physical fitness. And I, I say that with, with my, my gym shirt on. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, may the fitness be with you, all right? <laughs> right, there you go, there you go. But no, that, that's a great analogy. That, that's a great analogy. And and you're all unifying under a common goal, no matter what your beliefs is, you know, or, or what your beliefs are, you're, you're unifying under a common goal. And you all can, like, you can end up starting to share techniques, food, diet, uh, you know, different different machines that work better than the other one, you know, stuff like that. But all with the idea, y'all all trying to get your fitness and get your bodies together, you know? That's, okay. that's the same way that is going to work out in the world is is when we, we understand the goal that we want to accomplish. And that, that's really, to me, is one of the biggest problems is we really don't understand the goal that we want to head towards. So we keep fighting the old fight and the old stuff, the old regime and stuff like that. Let's figure out what it is that we want to accomplish. To me, the economic 
foundation and building it in our in our communities. That's where it's gonna where it's gonna be. Because first of all, it creates a selfish interest. Because if if I can make some money, then I'm gonna be happy. Life is gonna be good. You know, life is gonna be better. You know. But if all of us understand that I can take my talents, I can take what I want to do, how I want to do it, and build something that can help build my community, then it ends up working synergistically. You know? So so we don't that's and we don't have to have everybody agree because it's like the the positive energy is always going to be stronger than negative energy. Always. Mm. So as all right, long so as people are unifying under this goal under this this common goal to get to the same place you don't all have to do it the same way just get there all right so before we go into uh what kcl does and how the awareness that you bring at kcl can help us towards that level of empowerment um i want to kind of tap backwards you've kind of tapped on this you've kind of answered this already i actually want a little deeper answer why won't mm-hmm. prayer work you know <laughs> Why will why is prayer not effective or okay. effective enough? Can I, can or, I answer that from a, 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 a I, and I get you and I I love that question and let me answer this from a little higher level okay a little a little higher level of knowledge because what we've been taught to do is to pray to something that is outside of ourselves and and as black people we've been taught to pray to white Jesus to come and save us okay and. Just that in itself destroys us internally because the people that who who we believe is our oppressor, we're praying to somebody that looks like them to come and save us and make things right. Man, that's got to put us into some uh, some to some internal conflict. If it doesn't, then something's wrong. (laughs) Okay, but prayer, first of all, is not how we've been taught it in the church. And this is coming again from understanding that we create our reality, that this is the perspective that I'm teaching from, okay? The the organizing principle of anything in the universe is sound or vibration. We, our organs inside of us, our cells, uh, everything that's inside of us is, is the way it is because When you want to accomplish something in your life, if you can imagine it, and this is what you got to understand, when when you are God and Goddess in training, and this is what I'm teaching people, is understand you are God and Goddess in training. If you can put it, if you can imagine it in your mind, it's, it already exists. Okay. Now, if you are not living, you have a vibration to what you want to. You have not reached vibration to move into that level of consciousness. Okay. When you reach a vibration, and prayer comes in, prayer is about tuning your frequency to achieve the consciousness that you accomplish in your life. If you can see them in your mind, they're, they're very possible. But you can't tune your frequency to that. You can't get to that reality. You are literally praying 24-7, 365 based on your your vibration and how you are being. 
This is where prayer is different from a, from a comedic perspective. We've been taught that it's the ritual and the words that we say, but it's essentially who we're being. What are we focused on? What do we want to accomplish? And when you can sell out to your positive goal that you want to get done and you can believe it beyond everything else that you can make it happen, that is what, when you're doing that, that's the type of prayer that is going to work. It's not praying to Jesus and hoping Jesus come and swoop down and change people's minds. It's you accessing the universal laws from a higher perspective and a higher level of knowledge. That, that's what I'm talking about here. So are we praying incorrectly? You could say that. Okay. If we, we don't even understand what prayer is, okay? We don't, we, don't, we don't understand what the mechanism is that helps us to build and create our reality. We don't understand that mechanism, okay? And until we can understand that mechanism, then we're at the mercy of anybody and, and everybody that's going any direction they want to do uh, or go in. Okay, so it, it is imperative that we understand from a higher level, from these universal laws that our ancestors have, have, have been laid down for us. Understand those and start to use them and tap into this and tap into this knowledge. That's where I'm moving differently than what we've done before. Okay, okay. so it, it's not just about gaining knowledge. It's about application of knowledge. Mm. And I think we've put a lot of focus on knowledge. Oh, we have. Yeah. Brother, I'm, you know, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm almost 60 years old, and I've heard the same stuff since I was a kid. Spread knowledge, spread knowledge, spread knowledge. There's a whole lot of knowledge. You, there's knowledge available on the Internet that I didn't have available as a kid. I'm older than the Internet. So <laughs> there's knowledge that I didn't have, you know, have access to. We got we have access to plenty of knowledge. But why if, if that be the case, why aren't things changing? And if we want to blame the outside of us for the reason that it's not changing, then we're missing the boat. Okay. Okay. Well, you dealt with the prayer, you dealt with the knowledge. So, you know, give us the blue pill or the red pill or the sugar pill or uh, uh, the real pill. I can't remember on you know, the Matrix which pill it was. I, can't and... <laughs> I call it the purple I pill. The red pill means stop. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's another way we've been conditioned. I think that was funny. I, in one of the albums by by Black Star, you know, most Def and Tyler Kweli, they had a little uh, snippet where a guy was talking about how conditioned people were. And he said, you know, it was four of us in a car and we're driving at midnight talking about how conditioned our people were, how conditioned our people were. And we stopped at a red light and there was nobody else on the road. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we're just so conditioned. Uh, that I, I think that's intriguing. So, no, but yeah, let's take, the, yeah, let's take the pill now, man. Let's talk, where do you take us from this point? And then we're going to open it up to questions. We have a couple of people who have some comments. We'll let Stephen, we'll go through some of his comments. Okay. We have Brother James J. who's going to tap in, and he's going to pop in on the platform and ask a couple of questions because uh, you've been dropping it today. But where, give us a pill, man. Where do we go from here? So the deal is, is we got to understand our power, man, and, and we got to understand what, what and and that's really that that matrix was a documentary man so i mean it it, it really has some 
drop some uh, some some good good information. But until we can understand ourselves from the God and goddess level and perspective that we are, because we're made in the image of the creator, we're made in the image of God. And that means that we are the same stuff as God. We just not the same magnitude. You know, we're not we're not the universal creator, but on this level we can. And until we can grasp the idea about that knowledge, we're at the mercy of everybody else. So, so my my thing is is to spread this knowledge uh, as far and wide as it can. And and it's stuff that I have had to learn. And 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 this is where Seku, this is where I came from. And I learned this stuff, man. It's just through my own life experience because, you know, I, I lost everything I had two times. Okay. And, and a lot of it was, I was trying to develop what I do now. Uh, but I had in order for me to, to really come out of what I did, I had to learn and use this knowledge that I teach. Okay. So this stuff is not theories that I'm teaching. And the people that that I know that use it and apply it, there are many students that I have that are having so much success with these ideas. So my teaching is not focused on like historical concepts and stuff like that, only in the context of, you know, it, it was in ancient times, but this is just a more about learning to apply this ancient, uh, really technical knowledge and tools and what I call sacred mastery processing, uh, sacred mastery processes, because I can take one thing. Most people think that luck is an event. Okay. But in reality, luck is something that you can actually cultivate if you want to call it luck, but you can create things that can happen in your life. And I know people, oh man, I want to win the lottery. You know, there's a whole lot of stuff that's running in our head that even if you won the lottery, what's going to happen is that you're going to end up losing the money because you didn't get it in a way that you built up your knowledge that you can actually uh, keep what you got. If it all comes to you like that at one time and you still think the same way that you thought before you got it, you're going to get rid of it too. Okay. So, uh, so in that sense, that's what is going to take is, is us understanding our power as gods and goddesses in training. All right. We're gods and goddesses in training. In training. Yes. Learning we're not, the, power. we're not the full magnitude of the creator. We're lower levels of magnitude. I don't even say lower levels. You, you think in terms of a hologram. Okay. So when, when, if you, if you, you know that a hologram, that if you break off a piece of the hologram, you still have the whole contained within the hologram. Okay. Think of us as pieces of the hologram, each one of us. And this is what our ancestors taught. They taught the idea of anthropocosmos, that the universe is really, we are the universe uh, in, in, as, as man, and as, as in this form. And really the planets are the stars are really the analysis of who we are from within. So when you look at the planets and the stars, that's why astrology and all that stuff works is because within us is everything that's in the universe, okay? The planets and the stars are just a dispersion of what's within us. And by analyzing those, we can analyze us, okay? So that, that's that's one way, one, one way to look at that. 
All right. But we are God in human form. You cannot make if I made a batch of cookies, you cannot make cookies without flour. Every cookie that you make is made from flour. Everything that is in the universe is made from the stuff of God. God is just not a human being. And, and we think in those terms a lot of times it's very limiting. Hmm. All right. So taking in consideration the situation that just happened in Buffalo, I want to kind of bring this practical mm -hmm. um, in a practical sense. You ready for me to piss somebody off now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let's bring it down to empowerment, man. So um, on a practical sense, how could what you teach help us to deal with the evil white supremacists like the uh, the dude in Buffalo? And see, this is the thing. You can, and, and again, I'm, I got to take this from a higher level here. And and believe me, I mean, it, it's upsetting. It, it, it is. And, and, and I do not um, want to make light of what happened. I do not want to dismiss what happened as, as it wasn't something terrible and heinous. Okay. But we are here as human beings to play a role. And we, we play roles in other people's lives and other people are going to play roles in our lives. And you can take these, um, these incidents like this that happen, uh, horrible incidents. And you have to understand that what ends up happening is, is a lot of these people, we all know when we're going to go. We all know when we're, when we're going to leave. These heinous accidents, or not accidents, good God, it's, it's not an accident, but these heinous things that happen end up being a way that these people end up being like a protester for us, okay, the people that died, because we need to, to make some changes in this country about gun laws and all kinds of stuff. You know, we have to have something happen here in Texas, you know, a week later, you know, in Uvalde. Uh, so we, we, but these people, in a sense, the role that they're playing for a greater, greater part of society is that in a sense, they all make us stand up and go like, whoa, wait a minute, something needs to happen here. That's the part that their deaths ends up playing for us. Okay. Now there has to be a bad guy in this. So the guys that did the shooting are the bad guys, but all of us, but all of us are intertwined in this big play, so to speak, that ends up informing us in some kind of way in our lives on which way to go, what to do, uh, how we're going to make things happen, stuff like that. Because out of that, become people come, become protesters. Um, you know, people start looking at, you know, again, looking at the gun laws. Uh, so different things start coming, at, coming from the deaths that happen and the deaths that occur. Yeah, you're gonna piss some folk off with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when when I look at the, I guess you could call it universal law. There's always a sacrifice for a gain, and uh, you know what do you we mean? pray. Explain that, explain that to me. All right. So, if you want to get fit, you got to stop doing some things. You got to give up some things, and then you have exactly. to start doing some things. All right, but you have to give up some things. You know, if you want to study something, you have to give up some time. You have to give up some focus. You have to give up some uh, some other activities so that you can gain what you're studying. Okay. 
You know, if you want to move from one side of the room to the other side, you have to give up your location to get the new location. Okay. So I think when I look at universal law, there there has to be some level of sacrifice or giving something up to move to the next position. And well, I think that's what you just kind of described. That in the way that you were saying that, you, you're talking about just the duality of things. So there, there's always a polarity. So there's going to be what we call good and bad, okay? And it, it comes down to if, if something, if your life is being impacted in a way that you figure that you feel like is negative, then yes, you, you got to do something different. Okay. So, so you got to change the focus to something different in order to, to move and be different. Hmm. All right. Well, look, let's, uh, you already gave the goods, man. You already gave us the goods <laughs> and I want people to go check out comedic centered living. You know, I love your YouTube channel. Uh, particularly your Q&A, your Q&A, your comedic Q&A is beautiful. So, Code Keepers, if you haven't checked that out, man, check out his comedic Q&A. He does that. I don't know how often he does it, but I've checked out at least three of them. Where he'll just go on and he'll just take questions and answers. And he has a really lively and engaged community. And they ask some really great questions as well. So, uh, we're going to do a little bit of that because I'm sure we only have uh, maybe a, a minuscule portion of his type of found, you know, his following. Brother Reginald, you've really done a great job in securing a community and a following. Um, Brother James J., man, I'm going to go ahead and let you tap in, if you will. I see his Thundercat symbol there. Uh, <laughs> Hello, so, uh, am I on? Yeah, you're on, brother. You're on. So you're on with Brother Reginald from Comedic Centered Living. And, of course, you want to get on Code Show where we focus on empowerment. You know, we say share the code, teach the code, live the code, become the code. Our code is empowerment. And James J., man, what do you have to say? Well, brother, you know, I've been here listening to the broadcast this evening, and I'd like to compliment you both on, you know, your efforts in order to go ahead and uplift our community as a whole. Right now, we have so much division and so much confusion that's been put into play. And that's a result of uh, things that have been out of our control, things that were happening before any of us were even born, things that our parents were exposed to that they placed in front of us that we didn't even have opportunity to try to analyze or think about. We just had to accept these things. And until we come to an age or a point in life to where everything falls upon us, do we begin to look outside of what it was that we were even raised in because we've been forced to become totally honest because of the ways of the world. But some of us still try to hold on to something that's not necessary. And it's even taught in the Norfolk public school system. It's their slogan, believe, achieve, succeed. And I will say without any type of uh, emotional concern that belief in any ways, shape, or form or fashion is not necessary in order for you to succeed. Belief is uh, based upon the possibility of something happening. Or oh, we could go out tomorrow and we could play the lottery and we might win the jackpot. But we know that in reality, the probability is against us for that actually happening. So that's a reason why I don't play the lottery. I'd rather do other things with my money to try to achieve um, things that are known as assets and, and 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 skip over things that result in liability when you believe 
that means you can go ahead and take in information that you don't understand and you can try to use it. And you end up suffering for that because it has no purpose and it might have a, a negative impact upon your life. If you're going out to the church and you don't really even think about what you're doing, you might, just like some fools that play the lottery, foolishly take your money and put it into the offering with belief, with hopes of things changing. That's not mm. true. The thing that we have to do is think for ourselves and analyze every aspect of our life from the beginning to the point that we are right now. Like Brian McKnight said, start back at one. Reevaluate <laughs> yourself honestly. Yeah. Go ahead and admit okay. where your flaws were, even though our parents were not perfect. We go ahead and acknowledge because it's, the weight is upon us now in order to be honest with ourselves about what it is that's really going on. You know, and, and brother it, and James J, man, uh, I, I want to stop you for just a second. Uh, Reginald, man, does this coincide with what you teach at Comedic Centered Living? And James J, hold the line. Don't leave us. Don't leave us right now. And I want to say, other code keepers, if you click on the links, there's a link where it has a StreamYard code. If you click on that link, if you'd like to pop on and ask a question or leave a quick comment, we'll allow you to do that very quickly. Um, but, brother Reginald, uh, what James J has said, does that resonate? at all with what you teach at Comedic Centered, centered Living? Well, and, and Brother spoke, uh, he spoke uh, very eloquently and uh, about, uh, you know, his, his beliefs on these, uh, these ideas. And for me, it, it's going to start with changing our beliefs, okay? It, it, it has to be, uh, and, and, and again, I'm looking at this more from uh, a science perspective and understanding how beliefs play a part in our reality. Because that becomes, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the um, double slit experiment. You ever heard of the double slit experiment? Do tell. Oh, me, I agree. All right, well, go mean? into it. For, for the uninitiated, what is the double slit experience? It was a science experiment that was done probably in the 19, around the turn of the century, 19, 1800s, 19, late, late 1800s to 1900s. And this experiment basically showed that what they did was that, that they took a, a photon, a, a light photons, and they showed that people's, the expectations of the experiment actually uh, impacted the experiment. In other words, what they, whatever they believed was going to happen, ended up happening. Mm -hmm. So the idea was is that that our reality is formed from basically uh, um, an infinite number of possibilities that ended up ends up collapsing into a wave or collapsing from a wave. And the infinite possibilities are there are so many that they appear to be a wave. You know, you can't separate them. So it just looks like one continuous uh, wave. But there is something that ends up collapsing that wave into a reality, okay? And what they found was, is that it was the what the person believed was going to happen collapsed the wave and into a particular reality. So, so in other words, it's, it's the idea that that what we focus on is what we're going to get from life. 
And a lot of times what we do is we end up focusing on the negative aspect, what we don't have, what we're missing, uh, what people are not doing and stuff like that. And when we stay focused on those things, then those are the things that are going to be our reality because that's what we believe that it is, that we have more focus and belief in the negative things than we do the possibility of something positive. So, so that that's that's one of the things that that I'm teaching at KCL is that we have to begin to know positively where we want to focus and where we want to go. That's not to say that there are not negative things that that happen, because again, that we it, as long as we live on this earth, there is always going to be the possibility of something negative, and there's always going to be the possibility of something positive. They're both there all the time. There is no uh, there is no event that does not have either side of the polarity to it. Nothing. It, it cannot exist that way. OK, it's, it's like trying to um, it, it's like trying to clap with one hand. OK, no sound is made. OK, so in order for something to happen, there has to be opposition. OK, that's what we got to understand about creating our life is that that we have the ability to do it the illusion is that we have no power and we keep on begging basically for white people to change something for us when we have to we have to take on in our own communities we have to take it and figure out what we need to do for ourselves regardless of what anybody else is doing and make it happen okay so, so when I'm when I'm saying that beliefs are powerful, absolutely they are. But beliefs construct our reality for us. Hmm. Hmm. James J. Uh, I, I'll give you a second to respond. I want to say, Code Keepers, we just have about ten more minutes left into tonight's program. So, if you want to tap in, you know, click the Streamyard link, use the code. And uh, we'll let you on the platform to ask Brother Reginald a question. Um, Brother Reginald, tell us a little bit about KCL. And then, James J., go ahead and give your, your response to what Brother Reginald shared. But I want to make sure that we get the word out about KCL because it's powerful. And I love mm -hmm. what you're doing. So what is KCL, Brother? Yeah, the platform is really, man, it's about, and, and, and it really starts with my uh, class that I have called uh, African Mind Rewire. And what I am doing is literally changing the way that we think and the way that we believe about ourselves, because it comes down to the essence of who we believe ourselves to be, you know? And if we believe ourselves to be uh, uh, disempowered, then that's how we're going to access life. And we're going to look at life from a perspective of being disempowered. But that's not, that's just not the truth. We are powerful beings and our African brothers and sisters are, are uh, the our African diaspora around the world can, uh, can make changes, but we have to change the way that we think. And we have to change the way that we believe about our world and ourselves. Because you look, you can look at any community anywhere around the world where there's a concentration of black people, and it's not economically self-sustaining. You know, for the most part, it's not economically self-sustaining. Okay, so the African Mind Rewire is my is my class that that I'm teaching these principles. So it's not a history class or anything like that. It is literally 
teaching you how to reframe your reality. Okay, I guess yeah, I'm on some dance right music. Now. Right back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, brother James J, man. Uh, for, first, I know I know where you stand on the African piece, James J. Let's not go into that today. But I like you to respond to what brother Reginald said. Well, what brother Reginald just described basically me in a nutshell as far as the rewiring process as I was raised in the church. But at this day and time, I'm definitely not a Christian, a Muslim, or with anybody's religion because I don't need to affiliate myself or believe in anything like that. What I do is I know I am God. I am the creator. I'm in charge. And and, and that's what I know about this scenario that I need to know. And as long as everybody can arrive at that point that they realize that they are the ones that have the direct connect with creation itself, and you are the living reason why creation gets to feel and touch and smell, reproduce and move on to another generation because energy is not created, nor is it destroyed, but it is transferred. My son told his mother that I would have been his father no matter what woman that I would have chosen. That's because he's right about that. I am the moving part, the life spark of the energy that started the heartbeat when the spark happened and life began for him. You understand? Oh, I got this thing all the way to the beginning. Like I said, you go back to one and you reevaluate for yourself what really happened. Right. And then you understand. It begins to I'm, I'm right awaken you, you into a true consciousness that you are the spark that started the heartbeat. You created these arms and legs so that you could touch, so that you could walk. You created these lungs so that you could breathe. You created this brain so that you could think with for yourself. You chose to be a man or a woman. Don't let nothing confuse you when you come out here into this world, people. If you're a woman, you came for a feminine experience. That ain't got nothing to do with no religious book. That's your nature. You chose it. Try to be a man next time if you don't feel comfortable being a woman. But right now, you are a female. Enjoy your femininity. Don't try to yeah. be a man until next time. You boys, you hear me? It's the same thing. Go ahead and deal with how to be a man and do manly things in a manly way. And that don't mean be a brute. It's a way that you carry yourself. But you'll learn if you begin to go ahead and reevaluate like Brother Reggie is saying. From the beginning, rewire your thinking so that you yeah. can be first and foremost an independent thinker. And like Brother Seiko said, don't be compromised in your health because of flavor. That's the main thing that's in your way. Because you want to think about taste before you think about how actually nutritious, genetically complementary it is for the thing that you're putting into your body. That's first. We didn't have to think about biochemistry once upon a time. But since they've come with artificial foods and all of the preservatives and these hybrids and these things that are grown and put in the store without seeds, grown in warehouses and buckets of water, we don't think about that. We just think it's convenient. All you got to do is give them this little bill and you get what you need without the police following you. Hey, it's no problem. But it would be a problem because the police ain't even there for the right reasons. That store isn't either. But that's a whole other level. (laughs) <laughs> that that is another degree, man. That's we'll talk degree. about that on another broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, James J. It looks like we're going to have to have you on as a guest on the show, good brother. Uh, I, I do love what KCL brings, 
Kemetic spirituality teaches you universal laws. And, you know, I don't think that's something that has really become part of the the nomenclature. You know, most people are just not aware of what some of the universal laws are. So as we bring this session to a close, hey, James J., thank you, good brother. Um, hey, the dark hey, goddess, she popped in. The dark goddess popped in. Steven, hey. <laughs> Thank you, good brothers. Thank you, good brother. Um, but uh, tell us quickly, you know, very quickly about these universal laws as we bring this to a close, Reginald. Yeah. So, so again, so and I, I touched on a, on a couple of them, but that, but one is that we create our reality, and two is that what we put out is what we get back. Okay. And these laws, if you if you've ever heard of anything like the the secret or the law of attraction. Every single bit of that is African, all of it, okay? So, but what I do is there, there are certain parts that a lot of this, these teachings don't have that I'm bringing back and, and, and really putting into place. But you, you put out, you, you are creator of your reality and what you put out is what you get back. But if you understand those two things, you can change your life in a quick, fast, and in a hurry. The other thing is the, the idea of understanding prayer is that prayer is not the ritual. It's not the words you speak. It is your being. It is your frequency. It is the things that you put out into the universe from your mind because every thought has a vibration. Every thought is a frequency, be it negative or positive, and they attract like kind. So, so you from as a god or goddess in training, when you can imagine it in your mind, and you have not achieved it yet, that means you got some learning to do. That means that you have some changing to do. That means that you're being, that you have to become what that is that you imagine. And there are steps that you have to take to do that. And that's different for everybody, but you have to embark on that journey. And you cannot embark on that journey believing that there is somebody outside of you, be that a white person, be that a Jesus which I guess that's a white person too, huh? the way we've been taught it. <laughs> and, I, and I don't mean to be offensive. I'm, I'm kind of a, a, a little bit, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I, I just, I speak what I speak, you know, but, but you, you're powerful. You're a powerful brother. You're a creator. We're all creators and that we all have the ability to create our lives. The, the illusion is, is that we're powerless. The illusion is that we're powerless. When people say, talk about life as an illusion, the illusion is that you're powerless. Whoa, that's a whole show. That's a whole that's a whole workshop. Hey, uh, Brother Reginald, thank you for this master class. Prayer and knowledge. Prayer and knowledge are not enough to end white supremacy. Prayer and knowledge are not enough to end evil supremacy. Prayer and knowledge are not enough to change your life. <laughs> it's about understanding what prayer is and the application of knowledge. Ashe, Ashe. All right, so you've been checking out Get On Code. If you want to get more of Brother Reginald's teachings, go to KometicCenteredLiving.com. KometicCenteredLiving.com. Yo, for real, for real? His YouTube channel is popping. His YouTube channel. Comedic Center Living on YouTube as well. 
Yo, the YouTube channel is popping. I think I'm going to show that very quickly. I have, yeah, I'm going to show the YouTube channel. We got to do it. Man, we have to do it. Right quick, uh, oh, absolutely, man. This is your platform right now. The, one of the things that I do on, on my YouTube channel is that I, I basically help people to break down really negative Christian programming. But this is what comedic, comedic spirituality does for people is that one is going to break down all this negative uh, uh, programming that we've got as Christians, meaning that, you know, I'm, I'm born, I'm, I'm a born sinner. I'm, I'm a, you know, worthless in the, or not worthless, but in the eyes of God, I'm but a filthy rag, you know, all these negative things. Comedic spirituality is going to teach you what these, what this knowledge meant in the beginning, okay? If what what it where it came from because Christianity twisted it and gave it back to the world and gave it back to us as something that is almost unidentifiable, okay. But so on my channel, what I'm what you're going to see is I'm going to break that knowledge down. I'm going to break down. I'm going to use the Bible. I use uh, use the uh, esoteric teachings and I teach these ideas from the ancient comedic perspective to give you the idea of what they really were before they became religion. Hmm. Like you see one that says, how is Jesus, Lucifer, and Horace and Lucifer connected? Dude. Right that there. That one, that one was eye-opening. If, if, you, if you understand the comedic laws, You'd understand that Lucifer has nothing to do with Satan worship. Never did. Well, not not until later. But Jesus, Lucifer, and Horus are all three the same thing when you understand the comedic foundation of it. What's your favorite, man? Uh, I know you've been putting out a lot of content. Uh, you know, salute to you for 60,000 subscribers. As you see, I'm one of them. Um, I appreciate you, brother. Hey, I love what you're doing. How is the cross and Egyptian pyramid connected? I, I like that one as well. That was Man, intriguing. Symbolic language, again, all of this stuff is connected. And people, if, unless you understand the esoteric connection, it totally flies over you. But we've been taught an idea about the cross that has nothing to do with what it really is. And understand, I'll, I'll say this, and I'll leave you with this. You are the cross. We human beings are the cross. Right, 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 right. And I know it's like, huh, what? But when you get into the knowledge, you understand, brother, and it's, it becomes a lot more powerful and empowering when you get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, hey, you are the shrine of God. <laughs> Uh, where's the other one? Easter is about you. You and your cross. These are concepts. Oh, Easter decoded. This is the one. This is the one where we sat down and first talked to you, brother. Yeah. 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 Yo. Yeah. You really dropped it on that one. And I just want to thank you for everything that you're doing. Code Keepers, check out his stuff. Uh, you'll see the replay of this particular one on Crumb TV as well. So check out Crumb TV, our second channel. Crumb is doing some great things uh thousands of views on his channel reginald you're changing thousands of lives thank you good brother it, bro. 
Thank, Thank you. you, good brother. James J, thanks. All right, so Code Keepers, you know what to do, man. Go to Comedic Sitting, Comedic Centered Living. Now, here's the thing I want to warn the Code Keepers on. You get a lot of content on YouTube for free. You get a lot of content on YouTube for free. Mm-hmm. But free dome, freeing your dome, like, you know, the uh, five percenters, you know, the God bodies, <laughs> my fellow God bodies, uh, you know, we talked about a free dome, free dome or freedom isn't free. Nope. So there's some stuff you got to pay for. And here's the thing. That's that sacrifice that you have to put in to go to those higher levels. And it's worth it. It's an investment. So an make investment. the investment. If somebody can teach you something to get from point A to point B in half the time, would it be worth it for you? Okay, the salesman just popped out. Huh? The salesman just popped out. No, no. But believe me, I, I I learn knowledge. I buy knowledge. I buy knowledge. I get coaching. I, I do all this stuff because I don't have time to sit around and watch a hundred different videos to try to figure stuff out. So if somebody has figured it out, I'm going to go to them so they can give it to me quicker. That that's just that to me is just for me is common sense. I'm going to go and learn from somebody that has already figured it out so they can tell me how to get to the point from point A to point, a, point B quicker. That that's what it's about. That's what investing is is doing that for you. Ashe. Ashe. Uh like Steven said, True in my Biggie Smalls voice. Um, that's one of the things that have been holding back our community. I really want to say in the last fifty years. Uh, it yeah. may have happened before that. Um, you know, I'm I'm saying fifty years because I've grown up seeing it. Well, we expect things. We expect a hookup. Yep. We expect things yep. to be free. We expect things to be easy. Yep. We expect things to be totally understood before we take the first step. Yep. And that's and counter that That's counterintuitive to empowerment. It really is. It really is. And and the thing is is that when we expect a hookup, what we're really saying is is man because you look like me, uh you know, your stuff is not as valuable as somebody that don't because if, if it didn't if it came from somebody else, we wouldn't expect a hookup. We'll pay the price that we we expect to be paid, you know? But when when somebody looks like us, and again, it's it's all of this underlying stuff that we're having to deal with that we have to rewire, you know, man. Hey, spiritual knowledge, man. This stuff should be free. Well, the stuff that you get and you download for yourself absolutely is. But I have an expertise, and if it's valuable enough, and you think it's valuable enough, then pay me for my expertise. If you don't, don't buy it. Ashe. Hey, um, I didn't see this one coming. But this beautiful queen says, shadow work. Will you talk about shadow work? And and I really think that people should pay for that. <laughs> so maybe you can give a, uh, a a real simple discussion on what shadow work is. And then Code Keepers, if you want more, you got to go. You got to go. You know, you got to go to comedic centered living. But uh, tell us a little bit about shadow work, brother. Yeah, all, all shadow work is is basically it's just it's a euphemism for understanding the stuff that you're not aware of. You know, there might be an issue in your life. You know, it's in the shadows. 
And this is just comes back from, it's just symbolic language. So in the, our journey in life is to bring what's in the shadows into the light. And when we can bring it into the light, then we can change it. But until you can bring it into the light and it stays in the shadows, it's going to always move your life in ways that you will never understand and never know, may not ever even realize. Code Keepers, as you can see, you got to go check it out. Hey, Brother Reginald, man, we're going to have to have you back on uh, maybe next two or three months, man, to tap into everything that you're doing. As I go through the course, I'll probably come as a, a lot more... Uh, informed on KCL uh, participant and I think we can really do some great building. The Get On Code show was totally about empowerment and you know we say get on code share the code, teach the code become the code. Our code is empowerment and you're teaching that too brother. So we want to thank you we want to thank your uh, fellow members of KCL and that community thank you for tapping in Dark Goddess uh, James J. Hey, we love you all. Peace and prosperity. All right. Appreciate you, brother.